0: Fix Your Crown podcast. This is a space where all are able to express their actual opinions, open and freely. On everything, from reviews of what's current to working on the inner self. No fear of repercussions, no consequences. A judgment-free zone, where all are allowed to be as odd, blessed, trill, or classy as they choose. A place to completely be honest with ourselves about decisions we've made and some of the circumstances that we run into that have crafted us into the marvelous statues beings that you see before you today flaws and all What up? Salutations, greetings. Hello, pleased to meet you. Uh What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Fixture Crown podcast. I'm your host Deuce D. Devon Jones. And, hey, man, I'm just glad to see y'all another week. I hope all is well, or as well as possible. Um, God bless. Namaste. You know, all those cool and dope greetings. So, this week, I want to start off by reading a quote from this man... E, the hip-hop preacher. Y'all can find him on Instagram. Sure, you've seen him before. He's like the top motivational speaker in the world. Man went from, from being homeless to where he is today and in the span of a few years, and he put that work in. And this is what this quote is about. Uh, he said, and bear with me because I'm paraphrasing, uh, but he said, whether it be your life or your career, you literally think you have the right to come and go. But if you want to be great, not just good, you don't get to dictate. You don't get to allow the circumstances to dictate, but the responsibility determines if you go AWOL or not. Now, if you want to stay on your level that you're currently at, then you don't need to do anything extra because you'll continue to be average. And that's for you. But if you want to boss up and own your greatness, you have to put all that stuff to the side. And when he said all of that, that specific episode that I was listening to, I got I honed a lot from. Um, you can't be a boss on someone else's turf. <laughs> you got to put yourself in a position to be your own boss, you know. And then, like, business models. Show up on time, leave on time, provide the service that you promised. You got to... Discipline yourself to, you know, get more caught up on your organization or organize it a way or in a manner that's going to fit you. You got to give this some type of structure. You know, when you go AWOL, don't accept the privileges of those who don't. If you want to reach a certain level of success, you can't check out and check back in when you want to you can't go all AWOL, or you can go AWOL, but whether you do or not, that problem is still going to be there when you get back, so why not just boss up and face it right then and there, you know, and I feel like with everything else going on in the world, don't worry, we'll get to the reviews, <laughs> with everything going on in the world right now, it feels like that gets overlooked so easily, like, yeah, you could put whatever it is on the back burner. But sooner or later, it's going to it's gonna come back around, bro. And it's going to show its face. And it's probably going to be 10 times uglier this time, too. You know, we make our problems 10 times bigger than they need to be. Because we just don't initially face them when they present themselves. Your greatness isn't going to allow you to do that. You know? And it sucks... Like when you know that you know that you're meant to be doing something and let's say you're not there yet and life keeps throwing you, keeps throwing you, excuse me, uh, you know, complication after complication, it's another trial, you know, when those instances happen though, you can't get caught up and just quit and drop everything. There's no dropping everything anyway. Because it's still going to be there. That doesn't solve any problems. You're just allowing more to stack on top of each other now. Because not only do you have to address whatever new problem you have now. Now you got to go back once that new problem is solved and address the old one. Maybe I'm just talking in circles. My fault. My fault. (laughs) But. I mean, I'm a. I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite. You know, that's what this platform for me is for. I'll come up here and tell myself real quick, bro. I stayed in a cat situation for so long, and I blamed everybody but myself during those years. <sighs> just keep it a buck. During that time, I'm thinking to myself, like, bet, if she could just swallow her pride, she'd come through. Or, yo, know, these niggas need to shut up Because they don't know what they're talking about And then, you know Towards the end of it, it finally came to my perspective It's like, oh nigga, I'm doing this to myself I don't have to sit here and talk to this lady The money is nice, it's cool But I don't have to sit here And torture myself I could leave this Like That was my approach to that situation Now Leaving it initially, when I first started That would have been a lot smarter, right? Uh, I just... I didn't know how to face my own issues then. And come to... Come to terms with... The fact that I was literally putting myself through bullshit. Allowing somebody else... To think that they had control over me. When in reality, nah, man. I was being desperate. And... I just wanted somebody to tell me how much they cared and loved about me. You know? I ain't want to watch other people be loved. I ain't want to watch other siblings get loved. I ain't want to watch other relationships and shit like that. Nigga, I wanted my own. Even if it was in the smallest fucking form. And that's where I fucking sacrificed the shit that I didn't need to. You know? Now, had I... Went AWOL there, that probably would have been a good fit. <laughs> but like I said, I was getting caught up in shit, and I was making more problems for myself rather than just addressing ALD. You might be desperate, bro, and looking for some love and a place where you're never going to find it. You need to love yourself first. But my AWOL was, now. Nah, I'm going to keep loving the catfish. She's going to keep giving me bread. I'm going to take care of myself minimally. Well, I'm living in these other people's houses right now, and everything's to play out. Like, nah, bro, just made more problems for myself. Made more problems. I'm sure there's maybe not similar, but I'm sure there's people going through something, you know, around that as well. Like, may not be as as dramatic as being catfished or something, but there's sure enough something that you should probably let go of there's something you need to discipline yourself in like getting up and just going to the gym on a regular basis bro i still to this day do not like doing it but i know within like a month if i just keep putting in the work bro it's gonna feel like routine again and it won't i won't it won't matter if it feels like i want to do it or not because i'm in that routine and i'm putting in the work Getting that dopamine in return. If y'all don't know, dopamine is the happy drug that's made in your brain when you work out. It's only activated when you when you're doing something physical or like working out or fucking. Excuse my language. <laughs> For the older listeners, this is my podcast. I say what I want. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> but um. Yeah, man. I just think that we get too blindsided. By what and shit instantly, you want know, that instant gratification? I'm so happy that I was a 90s baby and we got to live in a world at least for like 15 years where there was no such thing. It's instant gratification, nigga. We still had to blow into cartridges to get fucking Nintendo games to work and Sega games, all right? There was no instant gratification. You know how difficult it was to beat a Sega game back in the day, my G? You know how difficult it was to figure out who was on the other end of the phone with no caller ID, my guy? Huh? Getting there before your mom did, if, like, your purport card was horrible or some shit, like, and you knew, or you did some shit that's, bruh. <laughs> Getting lost without a fucking iPhone, no GPS at all, bro. <sighs> Ubers and Lyft. What? Instant for gratification, something crazy, bro. Niggas used to troop at like 10 from one side of the city to the other side of the city just to hang out. <laughs> Instant gratification is crazy, bro. I don't have to put in any work to talk to any woman just to see her naked. And I go to her Instagram page. She may not be naked. She may have a swimsuit on. But guess what? You don't leave really much to the imagination these days. So <laughs> instant gratification got us all fucked up 2020, among other things that we going to touch on today. But sometimes that shit just not real. Sometimes you really got to invest, invest, bro. I'm still in my own relationship. I'm still working on my tone and my reactions to things. And I had to invest time into that. I had to read. I had to study. I had to look at myself, bro. I recorded myself just so I could hear myself during convo to see how loud I actually be getting, what I sound like when I'm like angry or, you know, not feeling 100% with whatever's going on. And I sound mean. <laughs> I sound like an asshole, bro. And hearing that made something snap. I was like, oh, nah, we got to put in it. more work, bro. Y'all, fuck what y'all talk about. Y'all call it some simp shit if y'all need to. But I know where I lack. And I address it. And I do something about it. A lot of people just like to sit on their ass and think that life is supposed to do it for them. Nah, bro. The world don't owe you a damn thing. The world don't owe you a damn thing. Go put in that work and get it. Take it from the world, bro. Queen. King. God. Sam, man. they already making you scared of all this... And I don't know if it really is propaganda, but now they making you scared with coronavirus. We already scared as fuck. (laughs) So now y'all about to sit in y'all cribs and not do shit with yourselves? Y'all not about to make your own business while y'all sitting in the crib with kids and shit? They sitting there learning, why can't you? But we gonna get into that with the reviews this week. Uh Alright, moving on to the reviews for this week. (laughs) Uh, I got some topics, bro. Alright, so I want to start with one that I thought was extremely funny. Alright, I don't know if y'all are aware, but Vladimir Putin is over in, um, you know, Russia. And Vladimir Putin went and talked to his congress recently so he can they can collectively figure out a way it was his idea but so they can collectively figure out a way to keep this man in office for i think they said six to eight more years now ladies and gentlemen if y'all know anything about vladimir putin he's not the best of guys (laughs) He's basically one of the few dictators that we still have here today. Or, once upon a time, he used to be a ruthless, like, semi-dictator. I don't know if he still is today. I need to do more research. But I remember growing up and hearing the name Vladimir Putin, and people would be shook. But the fact that the dude is going through Congress... It's just the thuggish shit in the world to me, if you're really asking me, like my opinion. That's thug. Word, I already scared the fuck out of y'all for the past 10 something years, right? I'm pretty sure it's longer. I've been scared the shit out of y'all. And I've been basically running the world on the hush hush. (laughs) But, you know, for shits and giggles, I'm going to come. I'm going to speak to Congress the way I'm supposed to so I can stay in office legitly. <laughs> That's just crazy to me. I just wanted to start but pointing that out. That's hilarious. Y'all should read more into that. Um, Next on the list, bruh. we talking, so last week, I live in Atlanta, as many may know. CT, what up? Miss y'all. Uh, last week in Atlanta. Diddy apparently held his auditions for making a band, and I have no quarrels with that. I'm all for it, but I did see Diddy make an announcement on, I want to say it was IG, that, you know, he was trying to bring R&B back, the original R&B back. I have no problems with this. I have no quarrels with Diddy wanting to put his stamp back on R&B because 90s R&B was all him. Yep, he made the sound. Like, he founded the people or he found the people that, you know, honed that sound and made it what it was in the 90s. So I trust Diddy 100% with that. I'm sure whatever he's got to put out, is going to be something magical. My only quarrel is the fact that people think that there is no good hip-hop Right now, when there's like a plethora of all different types, I said hip hop of R <laughs> There's so many different types of R and B right now. There's neo soul. There's trap soul. There's fucking Afrocentric. Then you got your classic R and B. People still do that. Then you got your indie stuff. Like, <sighs> you got black her. Snow Allegra. This Daniel Caesar. Uh oh, what's that girl's name? Berez. Um bro, there's too many. My mind is like racing right now. Uh oh, man. But anyway, I digress. There's plenty of R and B singers and people out here still doing shit. Like plenty. So that, that that comment was just weird as fuck to me. Oh, it's dead. But they still talk about the same stuff. Now we're getting a little deeper. It's a little more personal. And people are telling you, Ayo, in their music, even though I sing and it's supposed to be a beautiful ballad, i will be going through some things. That's why we fuck with Summer. We love Summer. Summer is that bitch. Because she real as fuck. She going to hit you with some notes, though. She going to wow you, but she's still a person at the end of the day. All right. So, I just want to put that there. Hopefully, things get leveled out and you know, the next year people see that what's what. Get back to that level. But speaking of leveled, <laughs> Oprah, man. Oprah's hilarious. Oprah got on TV and was talking about balance, bro. Or I don't think it was TV. She was doing some type of speech, seminar or something. And she was talking about balance. And then she lost her balance and busted her ass. And all the memes that followed, bro, were great. (laughs) Every meme was awesome. From the Kobe one to Michael Jackson. It's... Ugh. And I don't have no personal beef with Oprah. I do feel that she's been attacking black men and protecting white men for a very long time. That's my quarrel with her. I do feel like... She's she associates with other people that do the same, that's my quarrel with her. But personally, nah, whatever. It's another black queen, man. I just want us to be great. But if you do wrong by us, I definitely believe that the universe and karma will get you one way or another. That's probably just, you know, that's nothing. That's just a little itty bitty thing. I'm sure there's more going on behind the scenes, but she's Oprah. She's all powerful. So who knows? (laughs) She knows. Oh, uh, man. then then this, since we're on the subject of Slightly cooning, this, this this NFL player, this ex-NFL player, I'm not going to stir up his name. Now, granted, my man was making very valid points, right? He said that with the last presidential administration, a lot of things weren't passed for black people. A lot of things weren't done for black people. And with our current president, things have been done, which has kind of been true. Like HBCUs have funding. You know, that was one of his bigger points. And I have no disagreement there. I really don't. It's something I bring up on a regular basis. No disrespect to either party, but it's, it was funny to me during Obama's uh obama's term that the lgbt and i'm pretty sure the mexican communities all got um some type of law or bill passed in their name but nothing happened with black people so that that part always baffled me but the fact that this man got up here around a whole council of other black folks sitting around donald trump and told Donald Trump that he was America's first black president. Bruh. The coonery. And then he had a nerve to say that it was just trolling. That seems to be everybody's like excuse now. And if that was the case, you probably should have said that during the initial interview that you said it in. or the initial surrounding that you said it because he said it in the interview. He didn't say it when he was in front of Donald Trump and all those other black folk. <laughs> that one, that one really grinding my gears a little bit. Like, bro, you really just called this orange man with this mop of a toupee the first black president. And then Donald, he ain't, he look, he ain't know what the hell to say. He, put on this big smile, fake smile, look flustered, but I heard somebody else say, nah, that's exactly what he wanted, because he hates Obama, and, you know, hearing that's got to be a hell of a statement. I I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) And let's, for the big one, man, because, you know, all black people all around the world, we've been thinking that we're protected and shit. (laughs) We've been thinking that we're immune you know, and then Ruby, Rudy Gobert, whatever his name is, I say his name and Devin Mitchell end up with the coronavirus. And what was funny about it was and obviously cash catching the shit's not funny. But what was funny about finding out was the fact that when it was when it was reported that Ruby Gobert had it. Me and my wife both looked it up like, damn. And we looked up his wiki and found out that he was French. And was like, oh, I ain't right, back. Cool, bro. We, we cool. That's not us. But then while I was at work, I got worried about Donovan Mitchell. And we both just, like, text each other at the same time and sighed like, fuck. <laughs> bro. And it was what's more messed up about that was right after I got that message about Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, that that's when my county in Georgia announced that they were shutting down schools indefinitely until they could sanitize everything properly. Now, at first, I was bugging. I'm like, damn, y'all just gonna make us all at stay-at-home parents slash teachers, huh? At first, I was straight anxious. Like, <laughs> I was... I didn't know, man. I didn't understand it. It's just weird. Like, why would they put all that on us? That's why we send them to you. But then I had to hear from Bill Nye, the Science Guys, another person that I still follow, shit, who didn't love Bill Nye in the 90s. But on his podcast, he had mentioned that taking the kids out of school was the smarter idea for the simple fact what happens if your kid goes to school, right? comes on they got a little cough it's a cold they may still have the corona strand in them but their body's gonna fight that shit off because that's how their immune systems are built they're ready for that wartime ready what if you're not though what if you got some prior health condition that you don't even know of and your child brings the corona home now y'all both sick they get better but you get like deathly sick what are you supposed to do then you know, they're, they're kind of uh, prepping properly. And I don't see no quarrels with that. But when they told us we was going to have to be stay-at-home parents slash teachers, bro, I oh damn near lost my mind. But then I had a moment with my daughter the other day that made me go, oh, all right, maybe this is for the better. Hear me out. So the first day of being home with her, we get the modules from school. We get we pick up all the online packets and stuff uh and they sent them home with at least three weeks worth of work so we get home we start the first two in my mind I'm like damn I'm already scaring myself over prime numbers I'm <laughs> um, already right, not prime numbers whatever what whatever the new math is called prime math I don't know what it's called but I'm scaring the hell out of myself over that shit because I already know I'm not going to be no help when it comes to breaking these numbers down, however they're doing it now and adding them or whatever it is. But we went through the modules together, and it was like going through a refresher. Like, luckily, I graduated graduated in 08. So my last four years of high school, were all on some type of screen. And this felt real familiar, right? So we go through the first module. She does... Her f- first set of work comes back. She's got maybe a few minor mistakes, but nothing serious. And I can see the learning happening in front of me. And when she realized her mistakes as she was reading through her paper and then would take it back to me, I got like overwhelmed just by seeing how smart she really is. And the fact that her teacher is doing something, you know, if that if there's anything, you should look for some light in with your kid being home. Look and see the impact that their teacher is having on them. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, worry. we don't need to worry at all. She's got this. Her teacher is explaining it enough for her. She she sees and can, can target whatever it is that she is doing wrong in that instance and correct it. And that was just baffling. Watching kids grow up and learn is just one of the greatest, dopest blessings that you're ever going to get to see. And I really just hope that we can all cherish it. like Especially during these times when everything is supposed to look dismal. To know that your kids are as smart as you've been telling everybody. Or they do hold that genius and sometimes they just need to be challenged to see it in action man. It's priceless. It's priceless. But that's that's all I got there. I don't want this corona shit to scare everybody. I see a lot of people panicking. A lot of grocery stores around me, like certain aisles are dead empty, obviously like the toilet paper aisle. That shit is dead empty. I might actually use the that as the picture for <laughs> to this week's episode because that shit was dead empty dead empty, and I just feel like as much as I am nervous, I'm not scared, you know, I'm not in a full panic, like I see everybody else around me being in, just for a simple fact, like, (sighs) it's gonna take us, it's gonna take us, man, you know, Uh, survival of the fittest, And y'all got to trust yourselves and being able to take care of yourselves. Do the same stuff that you've been doing. Take showers. Wash your hands, bro. Be clean. That's literally all this is calling us to do. Like, that's the only call to action. (laughs) It's telling y'all to be clean and be aware of your surroundings. How hard is that? You know? All right. Now for my favorite part appreciation, and this week's appreciation is going to go to my Uncle Rod and my Aunt Nett. They're actually from two different sides of the family. My uncle is my mom's brother. My Aunt Nette is my dad's sister, and they both installed in me a sense of discipline, like... None other. My uncle is an ex Navy SEAL. And he was also the chaplain while he was there. So he consoled and listened to everybody's stories, you know, everybody's thoughts, everybody's trials with PTSD and etc. And then he would come home and tell his nephew, his cool unquote favorite nephew. Don't tell my little brother I said that. Uh, all the things that he had to deal with and how to, you know, deal with life. And always try to recruit me. (laughs) And I was never for that life. But he never pressured me. He saw that I had talent. He He saw that I was smart. And if anything, he always influenced me to hone it the best of my ability. My aunt was the same way. But she saw that I lacked and discipline in certain areas so once upon a time when i wasn't staying anywhere permanently uh, i ended up staying with my aunt and she would have me get up every weekday at five thirty and be out the door by six thirty, looking for a job uh if i wasn't looking for a job i was doing laundry i, I was doing all the essential things that you're supposed to do to take care of yourself And while I was staying in her house, she wanted to ensure that I did all these things, no question, that it became my second nature. And I really don't know where I would be if that wasn't installed when it was, especially at that time, because I had to be no older than, like, 20, 21. I was out here being reckless, bro. I had my own apartment, lost that bitch, you know? (laughs) I was out here being straight reckless and thinking that I knew everything and I was on top of the world, and I did. But at the same time, now, there's plenty I didn't, you know? And I thought my theology and all this other stuff would, uh, would deter me from dealing with anything like that, but it didn't. I was homeless for, like, at least a year. But during that year... Neither one of these people let me out of their sights or out of their prayers. And I'm extremely grateful and appreciative of that. So I just wanted to take time out to give them their flowers. Hope they smell them while they still can. You know, everybody deserves to to smell their flowers while they still can. You know, but I love y'all. And yeah. (laughs) Now for today in Black History. Nineteen thirty three the Los Angeles Sentinel was founded by Leon H. Washington. Also in nineteen thirty three, the NAACP began a coordinated attack on segregation. In 1980, scores were injured in a Klan-related incident that occurred in Georgia, Tennessee, California, Indiana, and North Carolina. And look where we are now, 40 years later. Hmm. So, in this moment, in this space that I'm in, I don't want us to go any further without addressing that we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I feel like the mistakes, sometimes they matter. Sometimes they don't. But what really matters is what you do after the fact. And as a black man, as a young black man at that, I feel like none of our mistakes, obviously, unless they literally are, at the moment, are excused. You know? Like, you're a grown man. You got to take care of your responsibilities. You got to take care of your family. And once you put yourself... And your family in a position where they need to panic or they don't feel safe or secure. You need to do some reevaluating of yourself. And I ran into this so many times recently. And I've had other people tell me sometimes it's not you. It's the other party. But I'm a Libra and we take everything to heart. And we feel like everything is our responsibility to begin with. So whenever we fail... We're 10 times harder on ourselves than life or anyone else could ever be. So I say all that to say, sometimes you're going to fall short. There's no need in going into defense mode when you do. There's no need to let your pride run everything when all it takes is your communication, usually, to solve most things pride will sneak in and tell you like nah bro you can handle it on your own it's cool don't say shit or try to convince you there's enough going on as you don't need to say anything at all until shit blows up in your face and then you're trying to clean up a mess I'm saying we can avoid the mess completely if we would just swallow our pride communicate and handle business accordingly there's no shortcuts I feel like in this life That's what most people look for Just about in any situation Any circumstance They're looking for some type of shortcut But there's no shortcuts man No shortcuts You're gonna find yourself An even more mess If you don't address Things properly If you don't handle it The way you should And I feel like all that Could be avoided we just man up and discipline ourselves, and it's not it's not a biased thing female bias either sometimes y'all got a female up as well, but if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not showing you those things, how could you trust them? How could you feel secure and where's the lead? you know y'all are usually our backbones at the end of the day y'all allow us to stand up straight y'all hold us down. But if y'all don't see that from your men, then what are y'all supposed to think? You know? I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, let the remarks. close uh, remarks. <laughs> uh, I really pray everybody stays well. Stay indoors. Quarantine yourself. Wash your hands. Disinfect everything. Sterilize everything. But live, y'all. You know? Live. Don't let this shit... Scare you into being a hermit crab. Don't let this shit stop you from pursuing what it is that you want. And take advantage of the time, bro. I'm taking advantage of the fact there is no traffic in Atlanta right now, bro. You know how much of a blessing that is for anybody that lives in Georgia. There is literally no traffic anywhere right now. There's cars on the road, but no traffic, bro. You know how good it feels to be on a five-car lane highway and there ain't nobody there? Ugh, nigga. <laughs> spoiled, y'all <out> here spoiled. <laughs> but yeah, man, take advantage of the downtime. Don't, don't get caught up in the scares, bro. I mean, for the next two months, I know at least in my state we got electricity and heat that we ain't got to worry about. Cause that's that's that was their solution to making sure that everybody you know is not so anxious during these times. It's already hard enough. So, y'all, we will get through this. Well, damn what a hell of a 2020 has been so far. But <laughs> uh, well, with that being said, I am Duce D. Devon Jones. I want to thank y'all for sticking around and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Um, please feel free to subscribe if you haven't uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, I think it's Apple Music now, right? Is it still iTunes? Apple Music slash iTunes or whatever else you listen to music, your DSP. Uh, you can also follow me on IG at OBTC Pro. Same thing on Facebook or uh, YouTube at OBTC Productions. <laughs> and yeah, man, God bless. Thank you for your time. See you next week. My Patreons. I see y'all next week too. We got some good things coming. Mm. But Namaste. Be great. Live, laugh, learn. Apply. Uh smoke twat. Smoke pot. Wow. Eat twat. <laughs> Smile a lot. Blessings. I'll catch y'all later.